0: This is Session 8 on Colossians 1, 9 to 12. On account of this, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, so as to be fully pleasing to him, in every good work bearing fruit and increasing in the knowledge
1: of God. And here's where we focus today. Being strengthened, being strengthened with all power. What kind of power? Power that accords with, is according to the might, another kind of power, of His
0: glory, God's glory. To what end Do we need to be strengthened for all endurance and patience?
1: And it happens with joy. Stop there. Father, show us
0: where joy fits and functions into this being strengthened with power according to your
1: might and glory. For all endurance and patience. We we want to be enduring people, patient people.
0: We want to see your glory, know a power that accords with the might of your glory. So work these things in us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we might ask, why would endurance and patience even come up in this prayer? He's praying. All these things for them, that they would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, that they'd be fully pleasing to the Lord, that they'd bear fruit in every good work. Now, why bring up endurance and patience in this walk and this pleasing and this good work? And surely the answer is if you try in a world like ours, to walk in a manner that befits the Lord rather than the culture, if you try to please him and not please men, if you fill your lives with good work that often put others to shame and give credit to this effort to please God and live worthily of God, there will be resistance. Sooner or later, in some form or other, life will be harder and you will need endurance. I mean, even without opposition, doing lots of good works can be burdensome
1: unless God does something like joy. So, just from these three
0: tasks alone—walking worthy of the Lord— Pleasing the Lord, doing good works, that's enough to say, God, we need endurance. And I think the difference between patience and endurance is that endurance is the sheer lasting. You last, you don't fall out, you don't collapse, you don't give up. And patience is the inner willingness to suffer. Suffer long is the literal word
1: in order for that to happen. So where does the endurance and the patience come from? Well, it's the goal or the outcome of being strengthened with power. Now notice the passive voice here. It is
0: happening to us. We are being strengthened from outside ourselves. Paul's praying for it, right? I'm praying, and this is therefore the work of God in their lives in response to God's prayer. I mean, Paul's prayer. They're strengthened with all power. I take all to mean all you need in order to do what God calls you to do. Strengthened with all power. And then he says something simply astonishing. What kind of power? The power that accords with,
1: fits with, is in line with the might, which is another word for power. So
0: our experience of power is in accord with God's might, and it's described as the might of his glory. There's a parallel to this in Ephesians,
1: lest it seem odd to you or unique in
0: Colossians. It's not. Paul prayed, I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he's still praying, he's asking that according to the riches of God's glory, God may grant you to be strengthened with power. Same phrase. He adds through the Spirit here in your inner being. But here's the connection I wanted you to see. Strengthened according to riches of glory.
1: This, this is a kind of strength that is drawn from seeing glory. So now, the same here. This power
0: accords with God's might at work in us because it's passive voice. And that might is the might of his glory. So the greatness of God, the glory of God, the beauty of God is the source and defining character of this might. And that might, when it's at work in us, is a power that strengthens us for endurance and patience. This is just amazing. How many people, besides Paul, when they think of the the daily problems of walking and pleasing God and doing ordinary good works like washing the disciples' feet or making some clothing for somebody or practicing hospitality, would trace the source of it and the enabling of it all the way up into the glory of God? (laughs) This is what Paul regularly does. I just love his absolute God-entranced, God-centeredness in the nitty-gritty of living the Christian life. Let's do this. Let's line up what we've seen and then talk about joy as we close. So, here's
1: God, and God
0: has glory, his radiance, his beauty, his greatness, his worth, all of his excellencies. There
1: is a might, right? the might of his glory. There is a might that accords with this glory or is part of this glory. That might is experienced in us as a power there and we are strengthened by that power the effect of that strengthening is not that our muscles get stronger but that our patience gets stronger this is a strengthening of the heart to endure difficulty. So that yields to endurance, leads to endurance. And the endurance then carries us through the, uh, the works of good deeds, the walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, the, the being pleasing, So
0: that's the pattern of the Christian life so far. It originates in God. God is infinitely glorious. There's a might that is in that glory. The power that is at work in us in answer to prayer accords with that might. It strengthens us for patience in our hearts, and it leads to endurance in good works, in walking, pleasing, or walking worthy of the Lord and being pleasing. Now, where would you put that? Where in this sequence would you put it? It says endurance for all, endurance and patience with joy. Now that with joy doesn't tell us exactly where in this whole process that joy comes or how it's functioning. I'm going to make a suggestion and then you, you decide where you would put it.
1: I'm going to put it right here. Joy. In other words, I'm saying
0: that there's God, there's the glory of God, there's the might of the glory of God, all that is objective outside ourselves. Now, by virtue of the work of the Holy Spirit, as we saw in Ephesians and as we'll see elsewhere, the Holy Spirit Does something in us in accord with God's glory and might. And we experience it as power strengthened for patience and endurance. And then joy is somewhere in that process. And I'm saying that the Holy Spirit's fruit is joy. And that joy becomes this power, or at least a significant part of it, just like Ezra says. Go your way, eat the fat, drink sweet wine, uh, send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And so I'm suggesting that joy is the first work in this sequence of. How is power given? How does it strengthen? How does it produce patience? How does patience lead to endurance, which leads to all these? And I'm saying it's it's joy that when the heart perceives God, the glory of God, the might, embraces God in Christ as all we need, and a glorious Savior and a wonderful counselor and a great friend, a mighty God. Joy happens and that becomes our power. It's like Hebrews 12. Look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So Jesus saw the joy, he tasted the joy, and the joy produced power and strength and patience and the endurance of the cross. One last comment. What all of this means now
1: is that Christian obedience, especially Christian endurance and patience, is not stoicism.
0: Stoicism says, all right, I'll endure anything. You hit me with a rock, I'll heap scorn on you by not even feeling your rock. That's not what's going on here. This is all originating in God. It's coming from God's glory, God's might. We are uh, humbly being strengthened. It's happening with joy, and it's yielding works of love. We are
1: not stoics.